Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Truth with Susie Ann. And this is your host, Susie Ann. Our topic for today is communication. Many of us as believers do not know how to relate to one another. While all of us know that the general idea is to be polite and respectful in certain situations, it gets either confusing as to how to approach the person or we simply forget who we're supposed to be. In this article, the specifics of communication will be elaborated on using mostly the scripture as a guide. 1 Peter 2 verse 9 But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Malachi 2 verses 6 to 7 And this is Yahuwah speaking. The law of truth was in his mouth and iniquity was not found in his lips. He walked with me in peace and equity, and did turn many away from iniquity. For the priest's lips should keep knowledge, and they should seek the law at his mouth, for he is the messenger of Yahuwah of hosts. And Isaiah 5 verse 20. It says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light, and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet, and sweet for bitter. We are royals and we are priests. We are all supposed to bear the Holy Spirit within our bodies. Knowing this, our speech must be seasoned with salt. Our conversations must be of substance which can only be recognized as sound doctrine. We should only speak truth and not be contrary. If something is good, say it is good. And if it is bad, say it is bad. And do not say otherwise, not even in jest. Matthew 5 verses 37 says, But let your communication be Yea, yea, nay, nay. For whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil. The scripture speaks against idle jesting, profanity, and taking oaths. Let us say what we need to say, according to holiness, nothing more and nothing less. 1 Peter 2 verses 12 says, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify Elohai in the day of his visitation. And James 1 verses 19 says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. There is wisdom in being slow to speak, and it is one of the definitive proofs of being a true believer. When we are honest and also slow to speak, 
we can avoid a lot of misunderstandings. Many times we are offended or offend people by our rush responses because we either didn't let the person finish or we didn't give ourselves time to fully understand what was being said. Many times because of our hasty responses, we end up looking like fools and lose even evangelical opportunities. Not only that, but when we do not give others time to get their thoughts together and respond, which may not happen on the same day, we come off as brutish to the person and so become as sounding brass and tinkling timbrels. James 3 verses 13 to 18 expounds on this. It says, Who is a wise man endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. But if ye have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not, and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descended not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. For wherever envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. You see, death and life is in the power of the tongue. The difference between a conversation going well or wrong is the level of humility, observance, love, as well as listening with understanding before we respond, if there is a need for a response at all. Proverbs 18 verses 13 says, He that answered a matter before he heard it, it is folly and shame unto him. It's imperative that we listen keenly. The Bible talks about proving all things and holding fast unto which is good. It's, it not only makes us seem more intelligent, it also is a show of respect towards not only ourselves, but the person who we're trying to communicate with. Keeping our speech in check keeps us out of trouble with the Almighty as well. If we aren't patient enough to listen to others, we won't listen to Him either. Ecclesiastes 5 verses 2 and 6 says, Be not rash with thy mouth, and let not thine heart be hasty to utter anything before Elohai, for Elohai is in heaven and thou upon earth. Therefore, let thy words be few. Suffer not thy mouth to cause thy flesh to sin, neither say thou before the angel that it was an error. Wherefore should Elohai be angry at thy voice and destroy the work of thine hands? Proverbs 29 verses 20 says, 
Seest thou a man that is hasty in his words? There is more hope of a fool than of him. Proverbs 29 verses 11 says, A fool uttereth out all his mind, but a wise man keepeth it in till afterwards. There we have it. Haste makes waste. Not only that, but the scripture talks about the quantity of words. Wise people use less words. Because the less words you use, the less chances there are to be misinterpreted and misquoted. Our main goal is in communication, especially pertaining to believers, is to get them to understand. And in the least possible time. It is not about impressing people by our knowledge. Because it doesn't matter how many words we use, if they do not understand us, it is all for naught. The Bible says that spiritual people only mind spiritual things. So being praised should not be on our minds. Yahushua said in the word, John 5 verses 41 and 44. He says, I receive not honor from men. How can ye believe which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that cometh from Elohai only? The Bible says that we must redeem the time. Because the days are evil. And that's according to Ephesians 5 verses 16. And his coming is really near. James 5 verses 12 says, But above all things, my brethren, swear not neither by heaven, neither by the earth, neither by any other oath. Let your yea be yea, and your nay nay, lest ye fall into condemnation. Proverbs 17 verses 27 to 28 says, He that hath knowledge spirit his words, and a man of understanding is of an excellent spirit. Even a fool when he holdeth his peace is counted wise, and he that shutteth his lips is esteemed a man of understanding. And Galatians 5 verse 25 to 26 says, If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit let us not be desirous of vain glory provoking one another envying one another you see as believers who are a part of the royal priesthood we should conduct ourselves as royalty and not as common babblers some people will understand what you say and some won't Talking more will not necessarily solve the problem. There are a myriad of reasons why person, persons won't understand. One, it could be the choice of words. The use of simple words would be best, as Paul oftentimes recommends. Number two, they may not want to understand. They may be closed-minded or arrogant and just don't want to understand what you're saying. 
Number three, you both are at different levels spiritually. Milk and meat. There are some things that people are just not ready to understand as yet. As the Bible talks about lines upon lines and precepts upon precepts, there are stages that we need to follow and things that we need to get before we can understand other things. Just as in any other subject that we would learn, there are basics that we need to know before we can move to advanced levels. And so we might not be able to discuss certain things at that time. Number four, spiritual things are foolish to natural people, unconverted and or absence of the spirit. Yes, so that might be the case. They're either unconverted or they have an absence of the Holy Spirit. Now, any of these can be the issue as well as others. So again, it is best to ask questions and listen to get an understanding of the person you're speaking with to know what words to use and if you need to continue the conversation at all. Humility must be a part of communication for both parties for it to be a fruitful discussion and this is why a certain class will always be accepted over another. Proverbs 18 verses 23 explains this. It says, The poor use it in treaties, but the rich answer it roughly. In Matthew 5 verses 3 it says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And Galatians 5 verses 22 to 23 says, But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. This again speaks to humility. Whether you are evangelizing or just having a conversation, try to be civilized and calm. I know our zeal may sometimes consume us, depending on the situation. But do not offend people in arrogant anger. As according to this verse, Isaiah 1 verses 18, it says, Come now and let us reason together, saith Yahuwah. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If we cannot reason with one another, we are unconverted and lacking in understanding. Yahushua does not dwell with the proud nor the scornful. So this know-it-all attitude does not work when spreading the gospel, nor does brute force. We cannot force people to come to Elohai. Our main purpose is to try to make them understand who Elohai is and his plan for us and let them decide if they want to join us. The verse above talks about using entreaties. This is most important when getting people to come to Elohai. We must show that we care. Some people have been offended by the church in some way and may respond to us unkindly when we first approach them with the gospel. We must not be put off by their attitude. 
but first try to find an opening in which we can get an understanding of the individual. Be patient and kind. Then after a few attempts, once we get the chance, we must proceed to restore Yahushua's image in the person's eyes. Everyone has their own struggles. Sometimes they just need someone to listen and sometimes they're just not good at expressing themselves. We must be the ones to break the barriers without being pushy through the Ruach HaKodesh. While this is the case, it must be noted that not all are like this and we must depend upon the Ruach HaKodesh to tell us who is who so we will know when to walk away and when to try harder. If a person is offended by what we said, or how we said it, if the situation can be salvaged, let them understand that this was not in our intention and try to rephrase our statement. The Bible says we must love our neighbors as ourselves, so we cannot approach people with a non-committal attitude. Once we calmly elaborate on what we're trying to tell them, if they still disagree, even if they have no other talking points or need time to think about it, then your work is finished. So whether they misunderstand or disagree, we must get to the bottom of those whys and iron out the knots before we leave the conversation. 1 Samuel 12 verses 7 says, Now therefore, stand still that I may reason with you before Yahuwah, of all the righteous acts of Yah, which he did to you and to your fathers. Follow Samuel's example. Ephesians 4 verses 26 says, Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. And Ephesians 4 verses 26 and 29 says, Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath and let no corrupt, corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth but that which is good to use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers with conflicts even if we are hurt let our communication be matter of factly and not emotional we should not do to others what we do not want for ourselves so not because we are angry we must change who we are and become disrespectful state what the issue is and try to reason with the person to get them to understand what is wrong with the situation and find a solution believers should always be open to resolution of conflicts unbelievers may not be open to it and knowing this we must still retain our integrity and dignity and not engage anyone in an argument but walk away james 3 verses 2 and 8 to 10 says for in many ways we offend all if any man offend not in word the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. 
Therewith bless we Yah, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of Yah. Out of the same mouth proceeded blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be. In Romans 12 verses 14, 18 to 19 and 21, it says, Bless then which persecute you. Bless and curse not. If it be possible as much as it lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith Yahuwah. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. There are people who say they love Elohai, but are not willing to change. So they get offended easily when you mention their sin or their misunderstanding. This is not your fault. Just make sure to tell them in an understanding way as if you were counseling them. We can't stop some people from getting angry, but what we can control is ourselves and our actions. We must be blameless in all situations and never fail to stand for the truth, no matter how uncomfortable the situation is. If the person will not give you a chance to speak or get insultive, you are given the right, according to the scripture, to quietly leave the conversation. Proverbs 14 verses 7 says, Go from the presence of a foolish man when thou perceivest not in him the lips of knowledge. The truth is, some people are mockers and are set there to waste your time or mislead others. Some are heretics who are too submerged in their strong delusions to open their mind to the fact that there might be more to learn. Do not be unkind to them. Even if they are unkind to you, just stop talking and leave if you can. It takes two to have an argument and everyone has the right to choose. Elohai already knew that some will be like this, according to Ezekiel 2 verses 6 to 7. He says, And thou, son of man, and thou, son of man, sorry, be not afraid of them, neither be afraid of their words, though briars and thorns be with thee, and thou dost dwell among scorpions. Be not afraid of their words, nor be dismayed at their looks, though they be a rebellious house. And thou shalt speak my words unto them, whether they will hear or whether they will forbear, for they are most rebellious. So it is our duty. Second Timothy 2 verses 23 to 26 says, But foolish and unlearned questions avoid knowing that they do gender stripes. And the servant of Yahushua must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient in meekness, 
sorry, I should say patient, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. If Elohai peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. Let us do everything in the fear and love of Yah, that he may continue to teach us in the way he shall choose. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in his sight. Shalom. Thank you again for tuning in. To check out more or to contact me, you can reach me on Telegram at Kodashim Royale or on Wattpad at Kaleidoscope the Pen or on WordPress at Little Kaleidoscope Girl. You can also check me out on my website, Let's Talk Truth with Suzanne.godidesites.com. Thank you and be blessed.